We're joined now by the Director of Athletics for Baylor University, Mac Rhodes. Mac, good afternoon. Thanks for the time. Good afternoon, Tom. How are you doing? Doing terrific. We appreciate you being with us. Let, let, let's dive into this thing, and let's begin on the basketball side. I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on both the men and the women as you know they've gone through a couple of COVID issues and, and weather. And just talk about the perseverance of these young student-athletes. Yeah, thank you for for mentioning that. But uh, you know, we've got we do we've got great student athletes, and um, for them just to to manage all of it right, all of the COVID pro- protocol right, and the the testing and the uh, and and you know just having to uh, to do something that's unnatural right. We're, we're telling everybody you can't you can't be social. You know, you have to stay from stay away from one another right. All of those different things and. Um, they've been they've been unbelievable, right? You know, uh, women women had a pause earlier in the in the year, and and uh, they seem to be, you know, hitting their groove. They're they're back, and you know, I know that the uh, the disruption last week because of weather uh, hurt a little bit, but uh, I think they're they're back to to playing really really well, and and uh, and at a great time as as we think about winding down the uh, the regular season and going into the Big Twelve tournament, and then postseason thereafter and then you know men you know to to not play for for 21 days um obviously that's a that's a long time and you know really just two practices between before the iowa state game and um you know just you know quite frankly not in basketball shape and and i thought they they just they came out against uh iowa state and it was a gutsy performance it um it uh per, they, you know they persevered as as you mentioned right and were able to overcome and um you know thankful that we're we're only playing two games this week i think it would have been really difficult for us to handle physically um uh, to play three coming coming out of covid and with all of that said both of these teams are in a position to win championships that's that's remarkable yeah when you when you think about you know just across the country, you know, um, what what to you know, or what program has has two basketball programs, right? Both men and women, with a with a real legitimate opportunity to uh, to compete for a national championship. And uh, so we're we're obviously blessed. Great coaches, right? Kim and and Scott done terrific jobs, both of them in in uh, in, in their own way, right? And um, just you know have have both teams you know at at the top and uh and again an opportunity to uh to to win it all you mentioned uh the, the men playing twice this week instead of three times i guess it was what tuesday you guys as as uh, ad's got together with with the league and and made some adjustments to the schedule kind of walk us through what all went into the and I know you can't get into the particulars of the conversations, but just kind of what all went into adjusting that schedule and, and, and are you pleased with the outcome? Yeah, you know, so one, you know, personally for, for Baylor, I think we're we're really pleased. Again, I, I know fans are disappointed about losing the, the home game against, against West Virginia, but um, I think it would have been really, really hard for us to manage the, the three again coming coming out of COVID. And so, you know, the, the, the conversation was, was really about, you know, for, for everybody, um, you know, how difficult, you know, not just Baylor, but for everybody, if, if you're having to play, you know, two weeks in a row, um, back to back three games. And so that was, that was certainly part of the, 
part of the conversation. Um, you know, the standings and who has an opportunity and a chance to compete for 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 a for a Big Twelve championship was part of the conversation, right? Having to play everybody at least once um, was was part of the conversation. Um, the the home and away. You know, equity was was certainly important in terms of the conversation. You know, um, we'll finish up, you know, with with six six at home and, and eight in the road, and you know, didn't get there to to the seven and seven. But I think we still feel good about where we landed, just given the the number of games that that you know we're we're having to miss. You know, we've got. I think four teams that will finish with 18 games, all all of the conference games. We've got four that will finish with 17, one with 16, and then, you know, us, Baylor, with, with 14. So um, those were all of the, the elements and, and consideration. And then, you know, finally, um, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, you know, trying to trying to do what's best for, for the entire league as we think about the number of teams that get into to, to postseason play. And so that was part of the conversation. I think it's real. I think it's legitimate that uh, that the Big 12 will send seven teams to, to, the, uh, to the NCAA tournament on the men's side. Now, am I correct in saying 13? You have to have 13 games. That's kind of the, the benchmark uh, when it comes to determining the conference champion. And if not, they're going to use some kind of theoretical loss. Or Kind of explain that process. Yeah, so, you know, the the – Kind of determining a a uh, conference championship, right? Um, you know the 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 Big Twelve minimum, right, to to qualify for the regular season championship is is thirteen conference games, and so um, we we feel good about that. You know, any team falling short of that, you know, will have theoretical losses, right, assigned to um, to to reach the the thirteen game mark. So. Um, you know we need to we need to play our fourteen and and uh, we certainly feel good about doing that. Talking with Baylor AD Mac Rhodes, Mac, and obviously COVID has been an issue. Everybody's had to navigate that. But can you talk about y'all's testing protocols and the job that Kenny Boyd has been able to do this season for y'all? Yeah, he's a he's a champion, and uh, and I mean that um, he's been. Uh, He's been unbelievable, um, just leading our health and wellness area, and really all of the all of the COVID protocol. We had an all staff meeting uh, today, and and we actually presented him with a with a with a sheriff's badge, uh, a COVID <laughs> sheriff's badge, and uh, part of it was in jest, but but part of it was just a tribute to him. And um, you know, I think uh, he's a, a affectionately uh, have led. The uh, the efforts, and I think it sometimes probably unaffectionately have have uh, led efforts, right? Because it it gets frustrating, and and uh, in some of the protocols, but uh, always bottom line, right? Trying to care about our people um, as best we can, keep our student athletes safe, keep our our staff safe, and so he's been he's been tremendous. And and one other thing that I would I would add, he's he's been at the forefront. He's been the leader in the Big Twelve. Has been part of all the Big Twelve protocol. Has really really led those those efforts with with the medical uh directors the doctors um and so he's been he's been big time and has done just a, a really really a great job one of the biggest issues that every program in the nation has dealt with over the past couple of years is is finances and how things have been impacted how have y'all navigated the the budget situation uh in everything that's been thrown y'all's way 
Yeah, you know, we, we feel blessed. You know, we, we go back all the way to, you know, probably the end of March when all of a sudden, you know, we started to begin to think about how real this is and how it could impact finances and, um, and so really started to put our, our planning together, you know, let's just call it April 1, and, and, and really two goals for us, right? One, uh, first and foremost, was to protect our people, and uh, two ways, right? Really wanting to make sure that uh, if we could, uh, we'd do everything uh, in, in our power to, to not lay off anybody, right? And then, and then the second piece of that is, is to continue, you know, our vision of, of preparing champions for life. And so continuing to pour into our student, student athletes and not decreasing any of those services. And, um, as I speak to you today, we've been blessed. We haven't had to lay off anybody. We haven't had to decrease any of our any of our services to our student athletes. And then the second goal for us was to to really think about you know long term when we get on the other side of COVID. You know how are we positioned relative to um, other other colleagues in the in the in the Power Five right or A five other colleagues in in the Big 12, and um, I think we're going to be in, in really, really great shape. Um, we haven't had to make any decisions where, you know, their long-term impact where it's going to take, you know, three to five years to climb out of it. And so um, that's not to say we, we haven't had challenges and, and, um, and, we, and we don't have challenges currently because, because we do, but um, everybody, our entire staff, um, locked in. Everybody, you know, participated 100% in a in a one-week furlough. Um, everybody's made sacrifices in terms of operational budget, um, all of those things. And so, you know, when our fiscal year ends on on May 31st, um, I think um, I think we'll really be in in great shape and positioned, you know, in the in the top 10 to, to 15%. And uh, our university, Dr. Livingstone, our chief business officer, Brett Dalton, they've all been terrific and supportive and in working with us and uh, as well as our board of regents and so uh, again at the end of the day you you win with people and and uh, we really tried to tried to focus on protecting our people another key thing that i think we've all had to adjust to is how we go about handling things whether it's it's post-game press conferences how we're calling these games um even scheduling you know everything we've learned that you can schedule on the fly are there any things that we've had to put in place that you can see carrying over in the future yeah, you know that's a that's a great question, and uh, you know um, you just think about some of the the health protocols we've we've put in place about washing hands all the time and and checking yourself and making sure you're not coming to the office if if you don't you know feel well right, and so I just you know the the world that I that I work in that I live in right um, we just you know there there hasn't been any any proliferation of of flu and and um you know minus the covid piece people seem to be in in really good health and then you know you think about just some of the travel stuff and all of the meetings you know um are there are there things are there ways to you know um save money right do do we have to travel you know all the time for meetings or you know i i do think there's value with some that you can do in person but but you know this whole new world of of zoom um you know i can go on and on you think about recruiting right i think about mm-hmm. football recruiting you talk to football coaches you know with with the dead period right where nobody can come and visit campus well what it's it's forced 
you know coaches to do is to to, to get on Zoom and and really get to know you know prospective student athletes. And so um, you know coaches will tell you that they've gotten to know their prospective student athletes better than than ever before. That doesn't mean that um, that you know you eliminate all of the days that that maybe coaches can go out and recruit because I still think you have you need some of those days and they need to see talent in in person right but you certainly don't need all of the days that we we have now and you know that's a huge quality of life issue and in, in in my mind where you know coaches don't have to be away from their family as much so there's a lot of these these lessons learned right that um, that I think we can we can bring forward and you know we we kind of joke about it don't don't let a good pandemic go to waste um but but there are there's some really good lessons that uh, and and you know maybe best practices for us to to carry forward uh, you mentioned adjusting on the fly just think about baseball and softball this past weekend and how they had to on several occasions adjust the schedule with softball ending up in louisiana and in baseball down in edinburgh and i sit there and think about uh your operations directors for both baseball and softball and what they had to do putting together travel putting together meals putting together hotels and you talk about doing it on the fly, and they executed it pretty flawlessly last weekend. They they did, and uh, it was it was amazing. You know, literally, I think within a, a seventy two hour span, I probably have about ten text messages with with baseball that we're going to play. You know, this this team, or we're going to play in this tournament. Um, no, we're not. Now we're playing this team. No, we're not. Now we're playing. I mean, really went went through probably and I don't I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say probably you know 8 to 10 options. I mean it was it was crazy just how fluid fluid it was and and somewhat similar for for softball but um you know both coaches coach Moore coach Rodriguez did a great job and I know it was important for them to to play opening opening week or opening weekend and so glad glad that we were able to do that and and uh and again this year has just been you know this this idea of just uncertainty and being able to 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 change up and do things on the fly and um you know the the weather was a was a curveball but uh, just proud of of how staff coaches and everybody handled it and this is the fun time of the year i mean we got uh, basketball coming to an end and and getting ready for postseason but our our spring sports are kicking up in fact we were just looking at our board we've got six broadcast baylor athletic broadcast coming up just on saturday alone so th- this is the fun time of the year yeah, it is. It's the it's the crazy time of the year, and uh, and a lot of excitement, and and people moving everywhere, and um, a lot of good stuff going on. Um, you know, we've got right now we've got seven of our active spring sports that are ranked in the top ten. You know, last year at this time, only four, right? And when I say only four, you know, I I think you know ninety five percent of the schools in the country would want four ranked in the in the top ten, and for us to to have seven right now just speaks uh, volumes to to student athletes, to coaches, to health and wellness, to facilities, to to everybody, right? And um, it's uh it's going to be a fun spring, and 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 again, we'll we'll need to continue to be prepared to to change and uh and to be fluid and uh we'll do that as best we can you've been over to mclean stadium yet to crank a golf ball uh i have not i'm uh I am uh, not not much of a golfer but uh, i did i was running around uh the stadium earlier and and uh 
and uh, saw people hitting golf balls and music going on, and uh, what a what a great concept. Hey, Mac, we know you're busy. We we certainly do appreciate your time. Thanks so much for being with us today. Well, thank you both, man. Appreciate you, and uh, all the best. Thank hey, you again. Have a great day. That is uh, Mac Rhodes, the uh, director of athletics at Baylor University.